0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I'm your host, Jessica Dwyer, and on this week's episode, we have a fantastic interview um, just in time for Halloween with the director and um, creator of the awesome, awesome Hitchcock documentary, 7852 which um, was just released uh, a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago on VOD, and also in limited theatrical release. Alexander Philip, we don't kill him this year. Um, If you uh, are a longtime listener, you'll remember our first Halloween special, which sadly we didn't get a chance to do one this year again. Um, I promise next year we'll have one. But Alexander was uh, one of our two interview segments in the zombie apocalypse and allowed us to kill him um, with zombies rampaging in and through his house. And he's definitely a a friend of the show. Uh, 7852, um, if you are a movie fan or a horror movie fan, uh, just a film fan in general, or just want to learn uh, about history and uh, one of the most influential Uh, sequences in film history um certainly the uh 7852 is all about Hitchcock's shower scene from Psycho and how that scene changed the game when it came to film and definitely changed the game in Hitchcock's uh body of work uh nothing was safe after that especially considering who he killed um Janet Lee was a major star, and everyone thought that she was going to be in that movie for a very long time, which is going to, you know, she was going to be the focus of it. Not so much. Not so much in Psycho. Uh, so it's a fantastic documentary with a lot of uh, uh, icons in film, uh, in, in the horror genre in particular, uh, that he has in this to... Uh, speak about the influence of this scene and, and Hitchcock. And it's really just fun to watch. And it's all in black and white, as it should be. Um, but in this movie, or in this documentary, you get to see ja- Jamie Lee Curtis, um, of course, who uh, her mommy was the one that was uh, murdered in the in the shower, Janet Leigh. Um, Mick Garris. Uh, you've got Elijah Wood. Brett Easton Ellis is in there, Danny Elfman's in there, Guillermo del Toro's in there. So a lot of people who know their stuff when it comes to film. And specifically writing Psychos. Bret Easton Ellis. But yeah, it is a fantastic movie. And definitely check it out if you are a fan of the horror genre or film. It's... It's one I, I love Alexander's style that he uses on these documentaries that he makes. Um, The People versus George Lucas, of course, was the one that uh really started it, but I love Doc of the Dead and uh this continues that fantastic use of and style that he does with these documentaries. I I really love them. Uh, so we will be talking with Alexander um, towards the end of the uh, episode. It's not a very long episode this time around. Unfortunately, Life, the Universe, and everything, as is, is it happens, um, has been kind of keeping us away. And we're going to do slowly, we're working our way back to getting this uh, for you every week. And I'm trying my hardest to do that because um, I want you guys to learn stuff, tell you things. I like what I do. I tell people about stuff that I think is cool and that they'll enjoy. So of course, this is the week of Halloween and, um, this, the la- next few weeks are major ones for, uh, geeks and geek entertainment. And that includes, uh, the, finally we're getting it. We finally know when it's coming, the Punisher series on Netflix, which is you know, already going gangbusters, uh, Stranger Things, season two, which I have watched um, two and a half episodes of. I'm kind of trying to savor it because it's we're not going to get another one for a while. And I'm savoring the Stranger Things series and it's uh, part two, and it's really, really, really good. Uh, great series. Sean Astin's in there now, and I was laughing and I tweeted about this that. Um, Uh, The second episode takes place in Halloween, uh, 1984, and Sean Astin is dressed as Dracula and his character is dating Winona Ryder's character. So that irony was not lost on me. That was funny. Uh, But I don't know if they meant to do that. Maybe. Uh, So Punisher is coming November 17th. So I know what I will be doing on my four-day... weekend of thanksgiving or three-day weekend as it were for me of thanksgiving uh yeah so it's coming it's coming november 17th at last i don't know why they kept that so so quiet um they they did hold it back because of the um the vegas shooting which is understandable but it is coming now so november 17th you are going to have frank castle And John Bernthal is going to have his own series, because he is amazing and awesome. And uh, he definitely encapsulates everything badass about Frank Castle. And I am so stoked for that. Um, The uh, couple of things I wanted to bring up... um, Oh, and besides that, one other thing that is coming this week, which I am stupidly excited for, is in fact... Thor, Ragnarok, which, or as I'm calling it, the Hulk movie. The Hulk movie uh, is coming this week, and I'm very, very stoked. It's a big deal, um, what's happening right now with the Marvel films and Ragnarok, and, and uh, uh, specifically because it is the first Marvel film to be directed by a man of color, Taika Waititi is uh, from New Zealand, of course. And he's uh amazing, amazing director. And I'm very, very excited to see this. And it is getting just balls tastic reviews already. Uh, it's just really cool to see um, uh, this movie just already getting praise like it is. Joss Whedon came out and uh just was going on and on and on crazy about it um but uh what i mean by he's a man of color is he's he's Maori, which uh is pretty awesome i'm really excited and then on top of that we have black panther coming which is uh, a huge huge step forward in in the marvel universe but i am just ridiculously excited about the war um so many good actors in this. Kate Winslet, or Kate Winslet. Bleh, Kate Blanchett just looks awesome. Um, but I just I I'm all about the Hulk, and I know this is starting a major major Hulk um, uh, storyline. There's going to be like a three three major parts for the Hulk in this, and I am. I, this is as close as I'm probably going to get to my World War Hulk and Planet Hulk movies. This is as close as it's going to come. And Doctor Strange is in this too. I don't know if any of the uh, things that happen in, um, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk happen in this, but I don't care. It's as close as I'm going to get in my Hulk in his, in his armor and he's kicking ass. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm going to go see that on Friday, and uh, I will probably have some uh, words about that movie, I have no doubt. And I've already been told, of course, that you have to stay through the credits. So definitely excited. It's, it's such a good time to be a geek right now. I Really, it is. Um, so before we move on to our interview segment, I wanted to go over... Um, I know it's kind of late in the game, but this week, we're def- uh, TCM is doing some major, major amazing things uh, for the month of October. Uh, Turn of Classic Movies is has become one of my favorite uh, networks right now. And I know we've had the David S. Pumpkin special that aired on NBC um, this weekend uh, that people are giving mixed reviews about. I thought it was fun. Uh, there's a lot of amazing stuff on TV right now, movies and, and everything for us, horror geeks. It's funny though. It's, um, is the fact that, um, uh, standing against evil starts November 1st. So don't forget about that. But I would think that they would have done it on October 31st, but no, they moved it to November 1st. So, eh, uh, whatevs, we'll deal, um, Laura started this month which is worth watching on Amazon streaming. You totally need to go check that out if you haven't yet. We um I had interviewed Aaron Mankey on that for that and he was great to talk to. Some really cool stuff came out of that interview and reminded me about how much I love the work of a guy named Daniel Cohen who I grew up with in um reading his stuff and if you love lore and if you know of lore and enjoy that could be true um and maybe true lores legends myths um urban legends uh you totally should check out if you can find it the works of daniel cohen he wrote a ton of things like that um and that's kind of what fed my inner inner uh history geek and and creepy geek uh for growing up and and uh just some amazing stuff that he did, like uh one of them Southern fried Rat uh was one of the books that he did, which was all about the urban legends, like you know the babysitter uh baking their baby that they were taking care of because they were on drugs in an oven or going to eat at KFC or whatever fried chicken restaurant. And you couldn't tell until you got in there that you had been eating a rat that had fell in a fryer and that kind of stuff. That could have happened, may have happened, but it, it, it grew. The the story grew bigger than the event and probably was embellished a lot. But he did a lot of things that were um, about the story of werewolves, vampires, myths, and, and from around the world, and that kind of thing. And so if you love lore, Cohen is the guy that you totally would dig. Um, so t- check that out and watch lore, because it is fun and, and will be a great thing um, to really dig into for Halloween. Um, also, one thing I am super excited about and is airing on October 30th, and I think it's going to be repeated and it will probably be available on uh, on demand for at least a little while for PBS is Dennis O'Hare the man the myth the legend from American Horror Story and Russell from uh, True Blood is playing Edgar Allan Poe in American Masters of Edgar Allan Poe Buried Alive which is a feature-length film narrated by Kathleen Turner um, that tells the story of Edgar Allan Poe's life and death and his tragedy of everything that he experienced, which was a lot of, a lot of sad things. But if it hadn't been for those sad things, there's no doubt that we would, you know, he suffered for his art, um, and that art still is living on thanks to how amazing and beautiful his pain was. And that sounds so twisted, but it's true. And uh O'Hare is looks amazing in this. He looks so pretty. I, I love Edgar Allan Poe a little bit, if you can't tell. Um, and that is airing um as I'm recording this tomorrow night on PBS uh, American Masters. So definitely check that one out if you um you know and and you can if you don't even have a PBS station local, I believe you'll be able to get it on demand on their website. Um, but the other one, like I was saying, was TCM, which if you have TV or cable, I believe that you will be able to access this on their on demand as well. Um, probably won't be up for very long, but TCM is having some amazing films this month in a celebration of, of horror and they have already aired a bunch of them. Um, But there will be uh, uh, a marathon of course on Halloween, but you will be able to access them at least for a while on, on their on demand. Uh, their star of the month was Anthony Perkins, who uh, of course, kind of comes back to who had our interviews about this tonight. Um, but star of the month, Anthony Perkins, had, they have some amazing flicks of his that you may not have known about. One of them is Pretty Poison, where he's a bit of a, a crazy surprise, but he ends up hooking up with a girl who's a little bit crazier than he is. Um, a lot of really good stuff on there f- um, for Perkins fans that may not have gotten a chance to see them. Um, but uh, there is a ton of Hammer films. Their Monster of the Month was Dracula. So you've had, uh, Bela Lugosi's Dracula. And I think they're, um, let's see, Bela Lugosi's Dracula, Daughter of Dracula, Son of Dracula, House of Dracula, Um, Blackula and Scream, Blackula, Scream were this month. They've had just a literal ton of Dracula movies that I believe are up available on streaming. Also a bunch of Karloff films including some little known ones. That's what I like about what Turner does is they have movies you may never have gotten a chance to see by these guys um, like Isle of the Dead and uh, The Body Snatcher with um, Karloff who isn't under makeup, at least in the ones that I've seen. Those two. Uh he's not. And they have some Val Luton movies like Curse of the Cat People and The Cat People. Um they've had Village of the Damned, Children of the Damned, uh so many. Um it's just been a great, great month, uh, to to be watching uh T C M. But uh I totally uh that if you are a horror fan or a classic film fan, check this out. Check it out as much as you can as, as as long as you can on uh they're on demand if you missed them. Um for Halloween itself, they are going to be all horror movies all night. And they're gonna start with uh There's Mad Love, White Zombie is gonna be on there, Dementia 13 Uh, fearless vampire killers. The Roman Polanski film is going to be on house of wax with Vincent price. Booyah. Uh, the haunting house on haunted Hill. There's just a ton of them. Old school stuff like, um, uh, let's see old dark house poltergeist. So, um, I think there's a theme there of, you know, uh, ghost, ghost movies. Uh, the cat and the canary, which I believe is, uh, and the old dark house so some really cool cool flicks for halloween night which sadly is on a tuesday that kind of sucks this year but uh i can't say enough about what turner classics did for for halloween this year and i it was just kind of my p- kind of porn with with dracula being their monster of the month and having all of these hammer films they had um a ton of them The Mummy, uh, Curse of Frankenstein, a ton of the Christopher Lee Dracula films. Uh, The Devil Rides Out, of course, was in there, too, where Lee plays a good guy for once. Uh, So great stuff on TCM. Um, Take your chance now and and go watch them on demand. Set up a really cool classic movie night for your Halloween. You still have time to set that up, and uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, Really quickly, before we move into our interview segment, A&E started a a new series that I was really um, digging, and it's all about H. H. Holmes. And actually, I may not be. Oh, let's let's see. I think I could be. Got the wrong network. Yeah, it's History Channel. I'm bad. That's a bad, bad Jessica. Um, I keep getting them confused. I should have known I wouldn't. Um, so H. H. Holmes Murder Castle um is a ser- is a series that just started. I think it started this week. I hadn't known about it, and I was flipping around looking for goodies and things um, to watch. And H. H. Holmes, if you don't know about him, he's a very, very, very twisted. Oh, it's Investigate Discovery. God, wow, I'm so bad. So investi- investigation discovery has become like kind of my new crack, um, and uh, if you aren't aware of <laughs> uh, ID, you uh, you will become a a total junkie like I am because they're home of place. They're basically like filled with sh- shows like a forensic files, which has been going on for like twenty five years. But Murder Castle is all about it's specifically about H.H. Holmes and the place that he built. And it's a mini-series that covers the murders that he perpetrates in the the giant um, kind of half-hotel, half-businesses location that he created during the Chicago World's Fair. He is literally the first known... I believe, first known serial killer in the history of the United States. And he killed a lot of people and I don't think they really know the full scope of how many he killed. Um, But he's the basis, if you were a fan of American Horror Stories Hotel, he's the basis for the character that Evan Peters played in that, that created that entire hotel to specifically kill people. And so Murder Castle uh, follows this and they talk to experts while they recreate the history of Holmes's um, reign of terror in this place, and and it's pretty amazingly, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll kind of be creeped out by it. Uh, they actually have quite a few shows that will creep you out a little bit. Um, right now, um, just looking around for Halloween uh, week, I've discovered quite a few. Like Destination America has um, Monsters in America. And a few other shows, including Helltown, which is about this this cursed place. I think it's in Ohio. Um, So if you're looking for the creep factor for your Halloween, um, you can find some really good true tales and shows about true things that have happened, uh, such as Murder Castle and Helltown, which is on Destination... America, I believe, um, that talks about Helltown, Ohio, just all kinds of horrible things that went on there. This, it's like a two hour documentary about it, because there's a lot of things that have uh, happened in this place. Um, So with that, uh, I hope you got some use out of that ramble of of what you can find on TV. Destination America, I believe, has uh, On Demand as well. Uh, Murder Castle, as I said, is on Investigation Discovery. That is also has an online um, on demand and on uh, I think on DirecTV too. That's what I have, but I also check out their websites. They have an app that you can watch some of this stuff on. Uh, they've got another one. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Death at the. It's all about that hotel. And I'm blanking on the name, and I'm sorry, because it's late as I record this, and I'm kind of tired. But there is another series they have on there that's all about the other place that inspired um, American Horror Story Hotel, which is the um, hotel in, I believe it's Los Angeles, that uh, the girl was found dead in the water tank, and that's why the water in the hotel was um, dripping brown, and people have been drinking that. Uh, apparently that place had quite a number of things happen in it and they have a new series about that so there's all kinds of true disturbing shiz that you can find to watch um, for Halloween if you have uh, not figured out quite what you want to do you can just binge all of this and not sleep for two days with that let's go to our interview segment I hope you guys have a great Halloween uh, before I let you go and move on to Alexander and uh, our chat with him. But I hope you have a great Halloween. Have fun. Um, celebrate the the horror of life and the universe. And uh, enjoy the candy. Be safe. Be safe. And um, thank you guys for listening. And I swear next year we'll have another special. Because I still have some stuff to to do. And hopefully we'll get you some cool uh Cool uh, guest stars for that one. But if you want, you can go check out on iTunes and our SoundCloud, as well as our YouTube channel, um, and find our previous specials that we did. We did three, and our first one was, of course, the zombie apocalypse. The second one was the alien invasion, and our third was the Scooby-Doo mystery, and that one was the one we had with the wonderful Mark Mir and the lovely Doug Jones as our special guests. Um, and uh, with that thank you guys and here we go to our interview with Alexander Philip, the director of 7852 thanks guys, bye hey everybody, I want to welcome to Fangirl Radio again friend of the show, Alexander Philip, and the director and creator of one of the best documentaries I've seen this year, 7852 all about the um, I guess it's Specifically the shower scene in Psycho and how that influenced the history of film after it or the uh, future of film after it because those ripples of water are still rippling through film today and uh, Alexander welcome to the show again.
1: Hey, thanks so much. It's been it's been a few years since we've talked. It so. has.
0: We killed you with zombies the last time you were. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, that's right. Three years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was fabulous. Well, I I gotta I, I watched this last night and it is just absolutely beautiful. I love how you used the black and white footage and how you filmed it in black and white. Um, but I I gotta ask first off, because because uh. Psycho was such a huge influence on you obviously and all these other filmmakers and films through the years. What was it like for you when you first watched Psycho and how old were you when you saw it?
1: Well, you know that's the the, the, the funny thing is that uh you know uh, Hitchcock was kind of always around, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my my dad was watching. Uh there are three things I remember. It was Hitchcock, Columbo and Starsky and Hutch, you know. <laughs>
0: Columbo was fabulous. And, uh,
1: yeah, you're gonna love Colombo, uh, and, and so you know, as a result, you know, I really sort of grew up around you know those films, and I don't really have, you know, strangely enough, a first memory of watching whether it's Psycho, Vertigo, any of the big Hitchcock films. You know, I don't have a first memory of Hitchcock, um, which is kind of a troubling thing, you know, because I do have. These, you know, first memories of certain movies that traumatized me as a kid, but uh, you know, I think Hitchcock I was always comfortable with, and and always really curious about his films, and remember watching them over and over and over again, you know, as as a kid, and so um, I just yeah developed a, a comfort level, you know.
0: Well, and so this, uh, I I love the fact that you built this around one scene and probably one of the most iconic scenes in film. Um, Right. How did you build an entire documentary around that scene, and how did you tell people about it? Like, how did you describe what you were creating? Because it's it's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. It's such a neat idea.
1: Thanks. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, first of all, you know, uh... I felt very strongly that it was important to have a, uh, you know, to, to a cinematic tribute, if you will, to you know, to this particular scene. I think it's a very different experience to to watch an animated, you know, film about the shower scene versus you know reading books or essays. And, and the, the goal here was to really make that scene accessible to the general public. You know, that part of our goal at, at Exhibited pictures is to to make cinephilia fun, contagious, and accessible. Um, so, so even people who don't really know Hitchcock, who don't really know, you know, who may not have been, you know watched Psycho, uh, can still enjoy, uh, you know, a, a film like this, and hopefully they'll, they'll become more and more curious about, you know, uh, about the craft uh, of uh, of this extraordinary man. Um, so, uh, so that's the, you know, that's the, you know, the idea. But you know, look, I mean, when you start cracking cracking that scene open, which was a, you know, a three-year journey. Uh, in this particular case I mean obviously I, I had done a lot of work you know on it prior to this I mean I've been studying Hitchcock you know for for, for my entire life but it's it's endless you, you can never ever get to the bottom of this particular scene um and so so you know what, what people would always ask and say you know my gosh how can you possibly make an entire movie about you know the you know this one scene and and you know my response to that was you don't understand the problem is not how do I make a 90 minute film is how do I keep it down to 90 minutes? You know, it's, it's a lot easier, you know, to make a three hour, four hour, five hour film about the shower scene than it is to make a 90 minute piece. But I wanted to, you know, to make a film with audiences in mind, general audiences in mind, something that people could really have fun with and, and the response so far has been great.
0: Well, and I, one of my, I kind of skipping around on my list here, but one of my favorite parts of, this movie was your, you know how you had these experts in film and filmmakers in there and like one that really stood out for me was elijah wood just yeah. you could tell he's such he's got such an expressive face and he's so intensely into it and he's <laughs> like watching anthony perkins and watching him watch anthony perkins and mm-hmm. seeing him mm-hmm. grasp hold of look how still he suddenly got and right. and calling that right. out, and it's those things that I'd never realized before. But these guys are like you're 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 watching it with them, and you're like, oh my god, he's right. And you know Elijah Wood knows a little bit about playing a psycho because he's played a couple. Um, That's, right.
1: That's
0: And right. and it's so neat to see him. Just you see him find that that nugget of gold in that just that one part that he's going to take with him and probably utilize in the future if he hadn't already in performances <laughs> and, you know, and just the foreshadowing and stuff. I thought that was such a neat thing to learn because this taught me a lot that I didn't know about this movie. Good. Good. Well, you know,
1: that, that's just it. I mean, it's, you know, 7,852 is, is, is of course about the shower scene, but it's, you know, voyeurism being a huge motif in the movie. It's really you know, designed so that to give you this feeling that, you know, of course, people are watching Psycho, but we're watching them as they're watching Psycho and they're also watching us, you know. And I'm, I'm really intrigued. I, I love this idea more and more. We're actually going to be, you know, we're doing a, a, a series of shorts now for the Criterion Collection that will be released pretty soon. Ooh. And uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm super stoked about that. And so so it's also about people. It's it's very different, but it's, it's about people, you know, watching film and, and we're watching them and kind of experiencing those movies through their eyes and I'm really intrigued in this idea I mean it's a form of voyeurism you know of course but 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 so are movies you know movies are, are about that but these moments that you're talking about when Elijah and you know Daniel Noah and Josh Waller you know his partners at Spectre Vision are kind of looking at you know the dissolve from the eye to the drain and they're just completely entranced you know by by this moment and they're just kind of you know, they're, 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 sort of riveted, you know, watching the screen. I think it's, those are moments that, you know, as a dark filmmaker, that really, it really excites me to watch this kind of stuff, you
0: know? Oh yeah, no. And, and that's the fun part for me. And like listening to the other part that I really loved about this is how you, you t- took every aspect of the filmmaking process and you, you showed in that, In that one scene, all these different parts, like the music, the editing, and all of that Mm. is represented in this film. So you get a kind of, like, an all-inclusive view of how it is to make this and what all went into it. And, like, the Bernard Herrmann score and and talking about how here's the silence and how it builds, you know, just the quiet. And then all of a sudden, that's the first thing you hear is that, you know, sound and... I I thought that was so neat to learn all those different parts and how, you know, how many cuts went into it and and everything. That was just so neat.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I you know, I definitely had a lot of fun with, uh, you know, the melons, uh, you know, trying to figure (laughs) out, why you know, why Hitchcock picked, uh, you know, the the cassava melon, which is a Mexican melon, (laughs) Uh, you know, and those sort of little... You know details of, of his craft, and and that's you know that's that's what's so amazing about Hitchcock is that you you know he will give you clues, um, at, you know along the way, and if you're just willing to go there and investigate and try to figure out why he did this, uh, why he put that painting versus and the others on the wall versus any other painting, you know things like that, uh, you, you'll start you know sort of going on this really fun journey of discovery and it's just endlessly fun i think to discover um you know why he does what he does and i think that's why he remains the most written about this you know talked about filmmaker of of all time
0: oh man and and it just yeah i i i just had such fun with it because that's one thing i love about your 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 documentaries is they are fun and you can tell that you're, you're, you're enjoying this too. Like you're having a great time making them. Um, oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to like hang out with Gail Noel Del Toro and talk about Hitchcock and talk about, you know, the, the people yeah. that influenced him. Cause you, and that's one thing I loved about this. And I wanted to ask you, cause I, I, I don't think I've ever asked a documentary maker, um, and you get really great people. Um, how do you get these people <laughs> in your documentary? Sure. What is the process?
1: You know, it's 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 a it's it's a difficult question to add, to to respond because you know it's it's just um, you know some of these people I've I've known over time you know obviously I've been around you know the block a couple of times <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know go to a lot of film festivals and you, you know you get to sort of develop you know relationships that way and contact. and you know I mean I have a big Rolodex but that doesn't mean that um, that doesn't mean it's easy you know you know so it's uh you just have to work really really hard um to to try and uh secure as many interviews as you can and it's and it's never easy because it's a it's a very organic process and it's i feel like it's something that just constantly you know moves it's, it's almost like this sort of you know moving target so uh but you know, thankfully we have a great team and it's uh um you know it's 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 been a fun process i'm really proud of the you know of the overall cast that we have
0: yeah it it was amazing and and everyone should go see it but i have one last question for you and is that is there anything that you were surprised to learn from this about psycho that you did not already know
1: oh i mean my gosh all all kinds of things you know i'm still making discoveries now about the shower scene (laughs) i'm still i mean it's it's really it's like i said it's, it's an endless process you know i I'm, I'm very much interested in learning more about it and, and researching more and, you know, uh, you know hopefully writing a book down the road about the shower scene, uh, possibly making another movie about it, you know, in, in a few years. So, um, you, you know, you, you, you just... Um, it's, it's really one of those things that the more you stare, you know, at it, uh, the more you're going to get something out of it, you know, some, something new and... and, and uh, so, I don't know, I, I, you know, I, one of the fun discoveries for me was, uh, was the painting that Norman Bates removed from the wall, uh, The Susanna and the Elders, which is a very specific painting. And, you know, it, it only shows up for a few frames, uh, in, in Psycho, but there's, there's, a, there's a real significance to that painting. First of all, because actually Hitchcock tells you that in the trailer to Psycho. Uh, you know, he's walking around the, you know, the property and he points to the painting and says, this painting has great significance, but it doesn't tell you why. Right. And so, so you know, so just, um, you know, doing some research and, you know, talking to uh, Timothy Stenring, who's an amazing art historian about, about this, and, 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 you know, because you, you, you have hundreds of versions of Susanna and the Elders in existence. I mean, it's a biblical tale uh, that was, you know, just painted over, over you know, centuries, many, many times. But I think that when you start realizing and understanding why he actually picked this particular version versus any other one, um, it's, it's pretty spectacular. I'm not going to give it away, but uh, you know, that's the kind of detail that you know, the kind of discovery that I, I personally really enjoy making.
0: That's amazing. And I thought that was so cool too, because I never even thought about the painting in, what and the history lesson there is so great. This whole the whole film is like a big massive history lesson in film, and I, I loved it. So thank you for Thanks. making it. This is this is great. Thanks. Thanks. I'm,
1: I'm so I'm, I'm so glad, and uh, you know I, I I hope that again you know I just really want to get across this idea that that you know this is not a film you know for just for Hitchcock fans, just for you know, cinephiles, you know, this is a very fun, very engaging, very accessible film that people who are just curious, you know, curious about Hitchcock, curious about the impact of the shower scene, curious about, you know, can something like this be fun? Um, You know, I think the film is for them too. So uh, I hope they come to the theater and I think it's, it's a film really worth watching on the big screen. You know, of course it's going to be on iTunes and all that kind of stuff, but if people can actually go, um, you know, to the theaters uh, to watch it, I think they'll have a they'll have an enhanced experience.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It, it's beautifully shot too. I love your I love black and white like that. I think that's a oh, great well, great that's, use.
1: That's that's our Robert Miratori. He always does an amazing job. You know, <laughs> he he never fails to amaze us. So. <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> Alexander, thank you again. Uh, we'd love to have you back thank again. You. Um, anytime. Anytime you want to come and geek out about right. movies, we'd love to have you. And uh, thank you for making this. And um, guys, go check out 78 52, or 7258. And I probably misdid the numbers there. <laughs> God! <laughs>
1: That's correct, that's
0: correct. You had it right the first Yay. time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> like, no, my dyslexia did not ruin it. Woohoo! Um, but thank you again for coming on, and um, yeah, guys, check it out. It will be, um, when is it released specifically uh, for people to access online?
1: It's the, well, it's, uh, it opens in theaters the week of October 13th, and I believe it's day and date, so it's coming out also on iTunes. Awesome. So, yeah, so people can check it out uh, very, very soon now.
0: Friday you know. the 13th, guys.
1: Friday the 13th, that's right,
0: <laughs> that's right. That and was... then,
1: uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a couple of uh, couple of years probably for, uh, for the next.
0: <laughs> we'll try so. not to kill you on the air, that would be good. <laughs> There you go. All right. Thank you so much. I I
1: come back every time. Yes, it's
0: true. You reanimate. That's great. Well, thank you again, Alexander. This has been fantastic. And guys, go check it out on iTunes. And if you have it in your local theater, please go see it there because it, it definitely is cinematically beautiful. And you should check it out in a theater with other movie fans that can geek out with you.